Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Live. I am Heather Carroll. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. And we are broadcasting this morning from St. Mary's Church here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us this beautiful Friday Friday, morning. Friday, Friday. First Friday of Lent. First Friday of Lent. I have to Lent. remember, no meat. No meat. No That's meat. a good reminder. I know. I know. No, meat. no meat. today. All right, Father, will you start us with a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this Lenten season, this opportunity to fast and sacrifice so that we might draw closer to you. We ask in a particular way that you may be with anyone who is struggling, that you may support them and strengthen them in their need, that you may help them to know that they are never alone. We ask that your spirit may be with all of us today and every day. We ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So it is the official beginning of Lent as of three days ago. Yes. And is this a busy time for you, Father? That's a silly question, really. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, a little. Things do change a little. You know, usually you add Stations of the Cross. Uh, confessions kind of pick up a bit again. Um, but sometimes when somebody perceives that something's a busy time, then people back off. And so then it's not actually as busy because everyone thinks it's busy. Well, now you're going to be busy. So now I'm going to be busy again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, now you'll be busy. But but it's a good, it, it's, you know, always there's still a good busy in the midst of it all. And it's also, I think, an opportunity to try to not be busy. Mm. You know, I think that's part of our problem is we are always so on the go, 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 go. And Lent really wants us to sort of step back a bit and uh, make room for God. Absolutely. So... Yeah. So before we get rolling into our Lenten um, talk that we're going to have here in just a minute with Monsignor Charles Mangan. Oh, yeah. Um, tell me your quote that you read off a few years ago with Rutten Radio about Lent. Oh, a few years ago I was preparing for Lent and there's a book called The Ordo, which is the, tells you how to do everything mm-hmm. or what you're supposed to do. And in it, at the beginning of Lent, it said you should pick something you will fail at for Lent. And I was like, what do you mean fail? And they, the, they then went on to say that the whole point of Lent is not to be able to get to the end and say, look how great I am. Like, I did it. I did it. I was so great. I sacrificed. But instead to say, oh, my gosh, I can't do anything without grace. Like, I, I need it. God's grace. I love it. So I need to pick something. You know, again, this is the other <clears> thing. It's not supposed to be sinful things. Like, so when I fall in my Lenten fast, it's not like I'm sinning in that sense. Right. Uh, but it should be something that, that I, when I don't do it well, I'm like, oh, maybe because I didn't ask God to help me. Absolutely. Um, like, we need to be there. We need to. Like, I love it. So. Ever I, since you said that, I, I've always brought that thought into Lent. And when I pick what I want to do for Lent. Um, so before we get too far, we have a big show planned for everyone today, and Eli is going to 
update us on what that is. Alrighty, thanks. Heather, here's what's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live. Well, right away this morning, Monsignor Charles Mangan will reflect on the wonders of Lent as we prepare to enter into this beautiful time of prayer and penance. Then, how can you positively impact your community through business and philanthropy? That's what we'll discuss with Miles Beacom. He's a successful business leader and philanthropist in the Sioux Falls area. And what's the latest out of the Minnesota legislature? We'll get our weekly update with Jason Adkins of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. All that and so much more is coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Right back to you. All right. Thanks, Eli. So let's get started. We already were discussing Lent, and so let's continue that conversation with Monsignor Charles Mencken. Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning to you, Heather and Father Gretton. Thanks for joining us this morning. It's great to be here. So how have uh, the first few days for Lent been for you? Thank God. It's, they've been going well. Um, always I notice it's uh, perhaps a bit of an adjustment just because uh, the special focus during the season, as we know, is the Lord crucified. Uh, and, of course, that should be our focus always, but there is an intensity, I think, a real intensity that this season has. And so for me, uh, the first few days are are kind of um, refocusing to that, and it's been a, a marvelous blessing. Yeah, it's like a reminder. Oh, wait, I gave that up for Lent. Yeah. <laughs> all right all right it's friday no meat okay yeah it takes us a while so you know often i think about things that i have to give up um and that's my first reaction to lent um it's become an unconscious reaction why do you think this is um i think because we have focused very much on giving things up. And I think that's excellent. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. But it is supposed to be for this new blossoming of life that comes to fruition, especially in our commemoration of Easter. So it's not just, I mean, it's giving up, of course, and that's a marvelous thing and we should do it. There are things we can live without. And oftentimes my experience on Easter Sunday is, gee, I really don't need much. You know, I yeah. experience that every Lent, <laughs> oh, that I really don't need, need a whole lot to survive. But the giving up is for this incredible flowering, this incredible blossoming that the Lord wants to give to us on Easter. So, yes, we give up, but the Lord fills that void and fills that space. Why do you think it's become so popular to do something to give up versus to do something extra? Because I've started to do both. Yes, and that is highly encouraged to do both, to give up and then to do something extra. Maybe, Heather, here it's because um, the idea of penance, which certainly has a very large place in Lent, the idea of penance does connote, you know, a giving up of something we like. Um, So, therefore, I think it makes sense that we've probably add that as a special focus. And if we can take that and then remember that our prayer and fasting are to lead to works of charity, for example, almsgiving, I think that that helps a whole lot. Right. And that was our readings today, actually, Uh, you know, to remind us that Mm -hmm. they should lead to something positive. Like, if if all my fasting does is causes me to be grouchy and grumpy, uh, (laughs) then I maybe need to check myself a little. 
Right. Right. It's to make us, I really think it's to make us more receptive to people, especially right. to those who are needy and suffering. Um, yeah. It re, it takes, I think, the fasting and almsgiving and, and penance uh, generally uh, do help us to realize that it is the Lord's work, it's not mine. I'm sure. to cooperate with it, yep. but he's yep. the one who wants to bring something incredibly fruitful from this. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know about you, Monsignor, but or Heather, I've but I've also found sometimes the thing that I give up, I discover it's something that I go to when I don't want to deal with reality or deal with a situation. So oh. you know, like you go to Facebook and you just mindlessly surf because <clears throat> you don't want to deal with whatever you're at right yeah. now. And so sometimes I think the challenge of what I give up is am I willing then to stay before whatever it is that I usually try to avoid mm-hmm. uh, with said thing. Um, but if I just give up one thing and then move move over to another thing in that moment, then I'm still defeating the purpose. Yeah, still filling that void. Right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and Lent can be a beautiful season. Can you talk a little bit about that? Lent is really about... Um, drawing close to God, allowing Him to draw us close to Himself so that we really experience the entire Christ, uh, His passion, His death, and soon His resurrection and ascension. So when we think of these Lenten works, we often use the phrase of prayer and penance and charitable works. Uh, These allow us, I think, to have eyes and soul more open so that we really see the wonders of God around us. We see that, you know, oftentimes when it comes to suffering and death, we shy away, and it's it's Mm -hmm. understandable that we do. But I think what the Lord has done is turned suffering and death on their heads and said, no, 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 this is the path to redemption. This is the path that leads to our salvation with the Lord forever. And I think with that in mind, we can say, you know, yes, we do suffer, we do die, but it's all for a purpose. It's not just to be negated, it's just not to be annihilated, you know, which doesn't happen. Once God creates us, we are always in existence. Right. So I think with Lent, we're really allowing, the Lord is allowing us to experience this passion and death, which will lead, when Mm -hmm. we cooperate with Him, to His resurrection and ascension. Right. I think one of the areas that I struggle with personally is when it comes time for Lent, I think about, you know, the sacrifice that was given. And mm-hmm. to me, anything that I can do just doesn't seem worthy, good enough. How do you know when you're doing enough? Well, I think, you know, I think we're always going to lack uh, because we are weak, we are fallen. Um, and do we ever do enough? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, but, but it, perhaps it's not so much in quantity. Um, you know, maybe so, for example, if I say, look, I'm going to pray the rosary every day for all the days of Lent. It's a beautiful practice. Um, so the end of Lent comes, Easter Sunday comes, and yes, I said the rosary for 47 days, including the Sundays during Lent. That's a marvelous mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you know, is that ever enough? Well, I suppose it always limps, you know, when we compare it to God's love and mercy. 
but it's certainly a marvelous thing. And so maybe one of the things, Heather, as you said here, is one of the fears we have is, I can't do enough, therefore, baby, I'd better not try. Because at the end, I still won't be where I should be. Right, yeah. And I think, you know, would you say the same, Colin? Yeah, and I think the the other thing that's helpful for me is to realize the Lord will take whatever I can give him and do with that far greater than I could. And so this ability to trust in God's grace to take, you know, even we say it in some of our prayers, you know, what what we begin, you finish, Lord, like you do the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that ability to sort of just at least offer something, you know, some contribution mm-hmm. and um, and, and the ability, I think, also to be able to, in your own prayer life, to really try to say, well, what is he asking? Right. You know, what does he want me to do or not do? Um, mm-hmm. And I think sometimes for, for Catholics and Christians, that ability to trust that I can have this sort of dialogue with the Lord and that he's really going to offer to me something yeah. uh, that I think, well, how do I, what if I'm making this up or blah, 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 all those things. But... Yeah, to just say, well, here's what I think I'm supposed to do. Yeah, what do you think, God? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or for those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. And we're your hosts this morning. We're broadcasting from St. Mary's Church in Sioux Falls. And we're talking with Monsignor Charles Mangan. And we're talking about the beauty of Lent. And um, you're hosting a very special day of recollection in Rapid City about the wonders of Lent. Give us a glimpse of what you'll be doing in Rapid. What I'll be doing, Heather, is uh, trying to ask the Lord to show us and and allow me to have a a part to play uh, to show us just what does, not only what is the meaning of Lent, but just how is this to open our eyes, you know, to God's incredible creation, uh, His incredible creation especially us, we who are the pinnacle of his creation, and to say, what is the Lord inviting me to? Uh, He's already created me here on earth. What is he inviting me to as the years go on? Um, Regardless of my background, regardless of my age, regardless of my spiritual life, my intelligence, etc., what is it he's calling us to? And I really believe it is to experience his wonder, the wonder that the Father has shown to us in Christ, who has come to suffer and to die, to rise and to ascend to the Father. And so the wonders of Lent really are the wonders of Christ that he's working in us and that he's drawing us to. So how, how does going through Lent give us a deeper relationship with our Lord? It allows us to experience what the Lord experienced. In other words, it allows us to become more and more like He is in relationship to His Father. So when you and I are praying, when we do penance, when we do works of charity towards others, um, we're, we're living more as Christ lived. He prayed to the Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did penance not for his sins, but for our sins, you know, and then mm-hmm. also uh, he did charitable works, so many healings, so many opportunities to preach the gospel, to bring people to the light. 
I really think that's what it's about, Heather. You know, it's we avail ourselves. We have recourse to God and His mercy. And now that we, through His grace, have opened ourselves, then He works in us. It is really His work. It's His enterprise. You know, it's His project. But we are privileged to be able to participate in it. Hmm. That's beautiful. So I'm going to ask both of you fathers, when you're heading into Lent, um, you're both experienced, been priests or clergy for a while. What do you do when preparing for Lent, personally? I'll let you go first, Monsignor Mangan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I think, you know, for probably uh, probably for a month before Lent begins, I'm, I'm conscious of it. You know, and it's easy to look on the calendar and see when Ash Wednesday is and, and to know when Easter Sunday is this year. Um, so I think I'm conscious of it, and I start to think about this. And I, I start to think about, and I think Father Rutten has mentioned this, um, what is it that the Lord wants? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what is it that He's asking of me? I may have great plans, and they may be good plans, they may be excellent, but do they fit in with God's plan? Mm-hmm. And I would also say that, you know, our our penances, and I think Father referred to this before our interview began, but uh, this is not about coming out on Easter Sunday with arms aloft, you know, in a triumphant, victorious position and saying, see how strong I am. Right. See, see how good I really am. And see how tough I am. All these difficult penances, I really were, I was able to do them. No. That's really not, yeah. <laughs> not what it's about. Uh, yes, to do challenging penances, awesome, good. Mm-hmm. And I think God is, is happy when we exert ourselves. But it's about, look, Lord, are my penances about my being formed into you and into your likeness, or is it about boasting and puffing up myself Mm -hmm. so I can say to everyone else, see how great I really am? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I would say similar things as well. You know, as as you know, it's coming. um, You just... I guess I find I just begin to try to really ponder where in my life do I feel like it's somewhat stagnant? You know, is there something in my life that just seems stagnant or stuck? Um, and really then asking the Lord, is that what where you want to undo? Like you mm-hmm. want to free me from that? And um, and I think for most priests, we have our standard things that we do as well, just because they're always good to, you know, a good check. You know, whether it's a little extra time of prayer or just a little extra fasting or penance, um, it never kills us. Mm-hmm. Um, but to really, for me, just to say, where where do I see myself to this year in a different way? You know, as I've, you know, another year of priesthood, another whatever, um, th- that I really, you know, um, need. And, you know, for me, I think really the, the thing that I've realized um, is the challenge of really still staying present to the person in front of me. Mm. I I mean, it's, (laughs) you know, there's so many people and it's just, you know, you're constantly, um, and sometimes you're wanting to move on to the next person or you're wanting Mm -hmm. to get out of this. And so for me this year, I really have felt this need to try to stay present, like 
to whoever it is or whatever mm. it is that I'm in front of. And, um, interesting. And I need God's grace. <laughs> There's a lot of people. Ooh, lot, lots of people. Well, Monsignor, tell us a little bit about the time and location of um, this Day of Recollection on the Wonders of Lent that y'all be having. Yes. Uh, it's a tremendous blessing for me to go, and I'm so privileged to have been invited. Uh, it will be at St. Therese Church in Rapid City tomorrow, the last day of February, uh, during this week here, the 29th of February. And we will begin with confessions at 8.30 and Mass at 9. Uh, it should be a marvelous time. Everyone is welcome. There's no uh, fee, entrance fee, or anything like that. Uh, one of the things we tried to do was encourage people, you know, again, of all ages, all backgrounds, to feel free to come. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'll have Mass. We will have confessions. Uh, we will also have the opportunity for the rosary and the enrollment in the brown scapular, of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. We'll have some conferences and a a chance also for the Divine Mercy Chaplet and some questions and answers. So it should be a full uh, day and a beautiful day. Wow. Well, and you said everyone is welcome. Does that include young adults, teens? Are they encouraged to come? Absolutely. You know, one of the things we talked about as we were preparing was it really would be nice to make sure that our young people, even our high school students, and some of them may have to do something for their confirmation uh, requirements, that they know that they too can come and participate with us. So uh, no age uh, limitation and and also no background in limitation. Gee, I haven't Mm. been to Mass for a while, or I don't Mm -hmm. really know much about the faith. Come, and we'll learn together. I love that. Nice. Beautiful. And you said there was no cost to the event. Even better. Even better. But wait, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Come. Come and enjoy it. Just come and enjoy. So that's at St. Therese Parish in Rapid City. Any last words of wisdom for us on Lent this morning, Monsignor? Let us embrace what the Lord is asking of us. As the Father asked his Son to embrace the cross, may we do the same. And in doing so, may we be inheritance, may we experience the inheritance of the promise. Very good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Monsignor, for being on with us this morning. Always good to visit with Monsignor. God bless and Mary. Keep both of you, Heather and Father Rutten. All thank right. You. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh. Monsignor, he, you just, he is everywhere. I know. I mean, he is, we're, he's a great blessing to our diocese. He I, is. I sometimes uh, think we underestimate the gifts oh my that gosh. we have. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, yeah. he's in Rapid? I'm like, he's, <laughs> why is he in Rapid? What is he doing? Oh, okay. They want him in Rapid, yep. and he's over there. Yeah. Yeah. I always love to hear different um, priests' view on Lent, because you all have a your yep. own little we personality all, with yep. it, and it's very fascinating. Um, so if you missed the uh, Wonders of Lent Day of Recollection, that's going to be happening in Rapid City, 8 to 3, and I, I think he said tomorrow. So yep. there's no res- you don't have to register. There's Just no fee. Show up. Just show up. And it sounds like it's going to be a fantastic day. So yeah. Lent. I have uh, one of the things, I'm not going to divulge all of my oh, that's all right. that's stuff, all right. but the funny one, I don't know if it's funny. People think I'm crazy, but I'm giving oh. up ketchup for Lent. 
No, I could see. I know some people that probably should give up ketchup for Lent. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's going to be terrible. So you have to eat your fries without ketchup? Yes, and hamburgers without hamburgers ketchup. Hamburgers without ketchup. So I do you just not eat fries and hamburgers then? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. See, that would be me. I would be like, I'd be like, well, then I just won't eat anything that needs ketchup. And see, that solves my problem. I, no. I try to do one that's like a, a daily thing that I encounter every yeah. day. And it's a joke in my family that I always have tons of ketchup in my house. Oh, and like I said, that's people. Yeah, certain it'd things. be like some people maybe giving up salt and pepper. Yeah. Me, yeah. it's ketchup. It's okay. like, oh, I put it on my eggs, hash browns. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. See, I could. It's, yeah. yeah that's what? It's probably not good for me either. <laughs> There's a little sugar in it. A <laughs> little bit of sugar. A little bit of sugar and ketchup. <laughs> but then I and always. And the good ketchup. <laughs> yeah, the real ketchup. We don't go generic here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But up next, you can find out. You can positively, how you can positively impact your community through business and philanthropy. As we visit with one successful business leader here in the Sioux Falls area who has done just that over and over and over. Yeah. And later, Jason Adkins of the Minnesota Catholic Conference will be here to have an update on what you need to know about what's happening in the Minnesota legislature. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have Miles Beacom on the other line. We'll be here. See you soon. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 